podcast, devoted to bringing you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you for tuning in. Our passage for today comes from Psalm 33, and we'll start with verse 13 and probably end up around 22. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation, and by its might it cannot rescue. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. For those of us who have grown up in church, we have a very particular, even peculiar, definition of what it means to be saved. When we talk about salvation. When we talk about salvation, we mean Specifically, and almost exclusively, God rescuing a person from the eternal consequences of their sin through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, that is certainly one thing that the word salvation can refer to. However, when we see it used in the Old Testament, it often means something different. In It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey saved his brother from freezing and drowning when he fell through the ice. What do we mean then? That George offered his brother eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ? No, his brother's life was in danger. And through his actions, he prevented his brother's death. I don't know why this particular movie is in my head on this Wednesday afternoon in October, but let's keep going with it. The old building and loan was saved from being taken over by Mr. Potter. Talking about eternal life here? No. Through the generosity of those whose lives George had touched, enough money was raised to prevent the business from needing to be closed. Danger was faced, and it was overcome by goodness. This is salvation. Now, in Psalm 33, the psalmist is referring to the covenantal relationship between God and Israel, which, yes, involves the supernatural sense of the word salvation, eternal life but also had a very practical meaning as well. The people of Israel, when they were doing well, relied on God for their very physical protection. He was their God and they were his people. When the crops were bad and the people didn't have any food, they looked to God for salvation from actual starvation and death. Why am I making this distinction so explicit? Because I think we sometimes have a tendency to over-spiritualize biblical truth. God saves us from our sins. Yes, praise the Lord. Thank you for that. But now we seem to think we're on our own, on the other side of that. When we face physical threats, or financial difficulties, or danger of some sort, our first response is not to look to God. In fear of our circumstances, we try to figure out how to solve our own problems. Maybe we will offer up a quick, cursory, obligatory prayer, but then we're going to go into problem-solving mode and figure it out on our own. Perhaps we should take a cue from the psalmist here. 
While talking about real life and death, he says that the king is not saved by his great army or his great strength. The war horse is no guarantee of salvation. No, God is on the throne, and on the throne, he is looking out for those who fear him and are trusting him for their deliverance. When we get that concerning diagnosis, sure, we can go get a second opinion from the best doctor, but first we should hit our knees in prayer and ask God to heal and to save. When we have more bills than we have finances, yes, we should think about what we can sell or extra work that we can do to make some extra cash. But first, we must seek the Lord, that he would be with us in the day of trouble. Scripture tells us that he has his eye out to bless those who fear him more than their circumstances. And those who trust in him above any earthly power. Now, that doesn't mean that God doesn't sometimes lead us through danger and difficulty. That he might not rain down healing or financial blessings simply because we go to him in prayer. But we can know that he will be close to those who look to him. To work all things for their good. And sometimes he does answer that that prayer in the most miraculous of ways. We will never look back in disappointment on those times that we sought the Lord for our actual, real, physical, financial salvation. This Sunday, we're going to sing a song, a familiar song, a simple song, but one that reminds us that our God is a saving God. Not only from our sins, praise the Lord for that, but also in the midst of our circumstances, our everyday lives as well. Our God saves. Our God saves. There is hope in your name. This is from Psalm 30. Morning turns to songs of praise. Our God saves. Our God saves. Lord, we thank you that you are with us when we are, when we are downhearted. God, when we are facing difficulty. God, we do not need to face these alone. Lord, you are here to save us from our sins, to give us eternal life. But you don't leave us at that point to figure the rest of it out on our own, God. Your grace, your mercy, your love are close to us in the midst of our circumstances. Help us to trust that, to believe that, and that you would be our first call when things go wrong. We will give you the praise and glory for it. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Church family, thanks for tuning in to another edition of Let's Talk. You are loved. Have a blessed day.